1: In my new book with Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Deva Del Porto of MyLifeSuckers.com Deva is the creator of the amazingly popular viral videos, starting out with What Does the Kid Say and the Let It Go Mom parody. She's gone viral over a hundred times. Her videos have had over 350 million views and the number is probably higher since then. She's been on the, featured on Today Show, Good Morning America, CNN, ABC, NBC, Fox, and pretty much everywhere else. Deva, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. Hello.
1: Hi, it is our pleasure. So let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started?
2: Well, uh, my big dream as a a young child was to be an actress. Um, Of course, I didn't understand that that basically meant moving to LA and hearing the word no all the time. (laughs) So that's what happened. I moved to LA and I heard no (laughs) all the time. And I finally, after I had my first child, I went to go shoot uh, a tiny little part in a movie And she was at home screaming because she didn't take a bottle. I was on set screaming because I forgot my breast pump and it was (laughs) a disaster. (laughs) So at that moment I decided to give it up and I got a job writing for Nickelodeon for their parenting website. And it was really fun and creative and a perfect mom job. Um, I wrote funny content about kids and um, I loved it. But then I got sick about seven years into that job. And I went on medical leave. And it was at that time my husband bought me the famous video camera. <laughs> it's like a really bad quality camcorder. And I shot, what does the kid say? I had an idea for it a few months later um, after my fury at him died down. Cause I was so annoyed that he spent the money on this video camera. Um, yeah, we made a video and it put it on the internet so our friends could see it and our family. And it went viral. It got millions of views in the first day, which was terrifying.
1: <laughs> well, congratulations. And I'm sure the longer version of how the business has evolved could probably fill a book if it hasn't already. So after, what, what did you do when you got the, oh my God, I have millions of hits. Um, what happened next?
2: Uh, Well, first I hid in my kitchen. I remember crouching down next to the sink when I was doing dishes. um, Just terrified. It was so early on, there were no other like mom video creators. So I didn't even know it was a thing. There weren't influencers. Right. It It wasn't a business yet. It was more like a fun thing of young people, unlike me, putting things on YouTube. Um, So I didn't really do anything with it. I didn't know what to do with it. Um, I started a website and a Facebook page. And then um, I decided to make another video about six weeks later, and that one went viral, uh, the Let It Go Mom parody. And that was kind of all over the news and everything. But I didn't quite get it. I didn't even know you could get subscribers. I
1: think everybody starts out that way, unless you've read a book called YouTube for Dummies, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, had I known then what I know now, I would have hit it harder. And my advice to anyone who actually really wants to do this, you need to be consistent with your content and upload more often. I didn't know what I was doing. It worked out fine, but...
1: Yes, definitely seems to have worked out fine. When did you realize, when did that kind of happen where you realized, oh my God, there might be like a business here?
2: Okay, so I know exactly when. Um, I was approached about 11 months in uh, by responsibility.org. And they said, we'd like to sponsor one of your videos. Um, And they wanted me to do a funny parody song about anti-drinking and driving. And I said, no. (laughs) Because I didn't see a way to do that. Um, But then we worked it out and I made a parody of Jingle Bells called The Holidays Are Hell, about all the stress in the holidays, which then leads you to grab that glass of wine and just please don't drive when you have that glass of wine, you know, be safe and smart. Um, And it was an amazing experience partnering with them. At that point, I kind of also upped to my game and got a camera guy because I was like, if I'm going to get paid for this, it should probably not just be me on a tripod. Um, but I still do a lot of me on a tripod, even for branded. Stuff. Well,
1: listen, I the the good thing and the bad thing. One of the many good and bad things about the internet is everything stays forever. So for like, my first video was shot with a Kodak Z8. And I propped it up on the desk and you could see me run around to the other side to get in front of it because I did it myself. So I'm sure we all have those types of moments. How has the business evolved since then? I know you're doing a whole lot of different things now beyond just sponsored creative content.
2: Yeah. So it kind of t- did turn into a business, which was um, shocking to me and everyone else probably. Um I got an agent who then was negotiating brand deals and I ended up hiring the camera guy pretty often. And I had a full-time employee who helped me and we kind of branched out to Instagram and creating, you know, funny side-by-side. I do a thing of like my life suckers versus uh, the Royals or celebrities and kind of do like my messy life and their perfect life. Um, And, yeah, it just, I, I would say the biggest part of the business really has always been brand deals. Everyone thinks you make money off of the ad revenue, but in my case, especially since I was doing parody videos and there's the issues with
1: copyrights,
2: copyright and songs. Um, at first I made zero income from Ad revenue, and then I met with the VP of content creators at YouTube, and I told him that at the at the time, I think it had 80 million views or something, and no dollars. And he was he was blown away. He didn't realize that that was happening. And they actually since then have adjusted it. Not that I'm taking all credit, (laughs) just a little, (laughs) just a little. But now you do a rev share with the uh, music, the original music creator or the record company. Yeah. So a little bit of revenue there, but a little
1: bit. I'm sure. So you have been able to consistently be creative and consistently create content that many, many millions of people see. How? Where do you get your inspiration from?
2: It's always just been from my life, you know. And and what was so fascinating to me was that when I expressed my life. Uh, The fact that it resonated with so many other people, and that the life I was living was a life very similar to the life lots of other parents around the world, around the world, which was so wild. We're we're all so similar, and I made a video, um, it starts out really sentimental, we're all moms no matter where we're from, what we look like, da 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 da, and we all face the same things. And then the video just ends with 10 women screaming, get your shoes on.
1: That sounds about right we've had that fight we've yeah. got a webcam in our house
2: yes so. yes and that's a comment i get a lot you have a webcam in my house and and i think it just resonates uh i was always just a i'm kind of blunt i don't have a filter much to my children now teens chagrin but um i think just speaking my truth happened to be other people's truth and then it resonated
1: so you segued perfectly into my next question when you bring up the kids how has your internet fame affected your family
2: well my kids were so little when we first started and we were actually talking about this on the drive to school this morning which is really funny um that you bring it up um i have yeah, a webcam in your car yes yeah, <laughs> actually you probably yeah no um so they were um talking about how you know i grew up with this i didn't know any different. It's just our, our life, especially my little one. I mean, he was three when we started making videos. And we lived in a really kind of small community where everyone knew us as kind of the YouTube weirdos. So it wasn't, yeah, it was just kind of normal. And everyone's like, oh yeah, that's the dalportos Portos. Um, once they hit a certain age, I started asking for approval. And, um, I remember my mom once texting me and saying, how come, you know, your kids aren't in this video or your daughter's not in this video. And, um, she didn't want to be. And so they kind of gained ownership over it at a certain point, they just moved schools and, uh, we went for a few months without anyone finding out. And And then, uh, somehow one of the kids in my daughter's class found out and, uh, I think they razzed her a little, but I think in a, in a fun, good way, they're not, they're not embarrassed or mortified by it yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the operative word, right? Kids will find a way (laughs) as as they continue to get older. um, And that continues to happen. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do?
2: two things I would say, the creation, I just love creating, that's my happy place when, you know, where the camera's rolling and, it, you know, we've been going for eight hours and we're going stir crazy and then something wild happens and it's perfect. I love the creation um, and I love the community. I think, um, It's just been such I've become genuine friends with a lot of the people who watch the videos and and other creators and bloggers. And I think that's that's pretty awesome because motherhood can be a very isolating, lonely experience.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Talk about your uh, tell us a little bit about your creative process.
2: Well, for a parody, um, I, I usually start. I usually start with a song. Sometimes I will start with a concept and then try to find a song, but usually it starts with a song. For my original songs, I will start with a concept and then, um, and I always first write the lyrics and um, sometimes my husband will actually chip in with that. He's, he's good at it and it's fun to do it together. Occasionally, he'll, he, he now refuses to be on camera. Speaking of uh, my, how my family feels, <laughs> he got recognized and mocked for his bad dancing a few too many times. Um, Yeah, write the lyrics and then I go into my closet uh, and still have not upgraded from that setup and I'll record the song and then I just play back the song um, and then turn on the camera and act like a goofball Um, and it it does drive other people a little bit crazy because I don't have like storyboards or a structured but in my brain I know exactly what I want it to look like Um, so I just kind of yeah, turn the camera on, do it, move. We we go really quickly. I mean, the average video of mine has hundreds of short, tiny clips.
1: And then what do you think now, obviously being a mommy influencer, for lack of a better term, is a thing, and there are plenty of other people in the space. What do you think differentiates you and why do you think you stand out so much? I'm old. <laughs> Not a good answer. <laughs>
2: Um, I don't know you know it's funny I've always really as the other creators came along because I really was kind of the first one doing this I just kind of have always stayed in my own lane and I don't have a lot of time so I don't watch a lot of other people's stuff Um, it's been really nice to kind of have like the Holderness family made their first video a week after I made my first video and so we have kind of been on the journey together and they have just exploded and i am so like excited and proud of them um but it's been nice to have a friend who gets it and you can text each other and be like oh i'm i'm being you know giving death threats on the internet again today um and yeah i I, I enjoy the content. I saw something from Tiffany Jenkins, just a little meme she did this morning, and I find her really inspiring. And Christina Kuzmic really inspiring. And um, yeah, so I I think it's great. You know, I firmly believe, and I think in life in general, there is room for everyone. Just because someone else is successful doesn't mean you can't also be successful.
1: A rising tide lifts all boats, and there certainly are enough video views to go around. I would I would agree with that 100%. You talked a little bit about some of your people who inspire you, other folks on a similar journey to yours. What are some of the best books you've read or podcasts you've listened to that kind of have inspired or affected your life or your business?
2: Ooh. Um, so I just actually posted a thread on Facebook about what is a, a book that has changed your life. Um, for me, Cheryl Strayed's Tiny Beautiful Things, um, she used to answer an advice column on the rumpus and the advice is just so real and raw and authentic and it's kind of all what I'm about. Um, I actually <laughs> bumped into her once and was so fangirl and excited. And uh, she was like, <laughs> "She was like, do, you, do I know you or are you just a fan? And I was like, oh, I'm just a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so that was awkward, but um, I love that book. What was the other question?
1: Uh, any any other podcasts or things that you listen to?
2: My pod, I, so I'm obsessed with This American Life mm-hmm. and I always have been. And in my early twenties, I was so obsessed with This American Life that I created like a 70 page document of all my ideas and how it was perfect to work for their show. (laughs) Do you hear me, Ira? And uh, sent it off to Chicago and never heard back. And I'm still devastated um, because I love it so much. I love storytelling. And I think that um, my work is storytelling in a little way. But This American Life just does such incredible stories and about real people. And I'm fascinated with different types of people and different types of lives that are being lived. So love it, love it, love it.
1: I think if you made a parody video of This American Life, they might pay attention finally. Hello. All right. Well, uh, absolutely fascinating journey you've been on. Um, Incredible story and amazing business that you've built off of this and your creativity. You've kind of come full circle. You get to be an actress, you get to perform. You just get to play yourself.
2: Yes. Well, that's what I was saying. After all those years of no, no, no in LA, I finally got to say yes to myself. And I think that's the beauty of podcasting and creating videos and the internet in general is that we can all just do it as Nike would say. Yes. <laughs> and no, that was not sponsored. <laughs>
1: Awesome. I love the slip in. All right. Well, this has been uh, Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with David Delaporto of MyLifeSuckers.com. David, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level, but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream.